Welcome to Philanthropy Today, powered by the GMCF, the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation. I'm Dave Lewis, your host for Philanthropy Today, where we discuss the efforts of members of the nonprofit community that are working in conjunction with the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation. We have a new series of episodes. And we call them the 25 Days of Christmas, where our focus will be on end-of-year giving and holiday hopes for our organizations. We'd also like to remind you to subscribe or follow Philanthropy Today wherever you get your podcasts, and you'll get notifications when our new episodes launch. Now to the 25 Days of Christmas on Philanthropy Today. It's the 25 Days of Christmas, a series of podcasts with Philanthropy Today. And we're delighted to have in the studios at the GMCF headquarters in downtown Manhattan from the Flint Hills Volunteer Center, the director of the agency, Lori Bishop. Hi, Dave. Glad to be here. Thanks for having us. And you brought a friend along. I did. I brought my program services coordinator, Karen Paulus. Hi, how are you doing? I'm good. We had a chance to work together with Festival of Trees and had a lot of fun and, and helped raise some money for your efforts. Yes, we sure did. And that was a great night with us, Dave. As a program director, you have a specific mission, don't you? Yes. So I work with the AmeriCorps Senior Program. We are all of the volunteers 55 and older here in the community. We work with a variety of nonprofits here. A lot of our volunteers work with harvesters. They help deliver the friendship meals. They work within nonprofits throughout the community. Uh, you'll see them at the hospital greeting you, helping you, but you'll also see them helping us within our office. They help us with our suicide awareness prevention program, with the opioid epidemic, with safe storage and safe disposal of drugs. They help with our elder justice, getting information out about scams, how to protect yourself as you're older, and just a variety of great programs. One of my favorite is our medical transportation program. Uh, we have amazing driver volunteers that step up every week and help get our local community members who can't get to their appointments to medical appointments each week. And Lori, that's not all that you do. <laughs> we're, we're a very large program, Dave, as you know. You know, uh, 48 years ago in April, we began our program here with the RSVP program. And it's, it's funny how people still connect us to, to RSVP. Um, and, and, so, and I've been here, so I'll be 37 years in April uh, with this program too. So a lot has changed in, in the years. We have to get uh, acclimated to what's needed in our community, what's going on at a national level, and how we can make a difference in our community. Uh, so we currently have over 1,200 volunteers with Justice staff of three and so it, it it's a lot of work and we depend on those volunteers to help us uh, meet those needs well that third staffer wasn't able to make it here to the uh, podcast today yes but uh, you have an emily that helps you out yeah. with the 54 and younger yes emily is our um, uh, volunteer coordinator for our csc program our connecting students to communities and so she spends a lot of time working with college students fort riley uh, soldiers and families our middle school and our high school students. So that that keeps her very busy. We're really pleased. Um, General Sims has been really great in in working with his soldiers and encouraging them to do volunteer work in their communities. And so we've, we've seen a huge growth in uh, Fort Riley participation. So 
there's been obviously a tremendous amount of growth within the organization, not just at the number of volunteers, but the number of efforts yes. that you put together. Yes. What are some of the uh, some of the key services that you provide at the Flint Hills Volunteer Center? Well, aside from what Karen uh, just mentioned, uh, starting after the first year, our big focus will be on suicide awareness. So uh, we're all a part of the Yellow Ribbon Suicide Prevention Program. Um, all of my staff and several members of our task force have been trained, and we are certified suicide prevention trainers and so um we're, we're excited uh to work with you after the first year we'll, we'll be doing some podcasts uh and target s- several different things to raise awareness and so uh that's our big focus for this next year but also uh in those areas that karen works in that we're lacking help with and that's providing medical transportation rides uh helping with the meal delivery so there's a lot of things that we're currently doing uh that we need additional help with um but it's just we're constantly being asked by other nonprofits and agencies uh for assistance and that's kind of how i envision us is like we're that one-stop shopping source so it's our job to meet the needs of what all our area agencies need uh so that they're not spending all of their time doing it that's kind of what that what we're doing and i know we took over the uh snow partners program here a few years ago from the city of manhattan and and it's called neighbor to neighbor and so uh karen can kind of explain a little bit about what we do with that yeah so our neighbor to neighbor program assists those 65 and older who aren't able to get out um, to help with their own lawns we do lawn care in the summer mostly mowing or trimming we also help with leaf removal we just had um great group from Fort Riley come through and do several yards for us and we have a few more groups coming to help finish up those yards that need to get raked before the snow starts to come and I'm beginning to start the matches for snow so what we do is we get volunteers in the community that are matched um, ideally with a neighbor not too far away Um, walking distance is ideal but usually short driving distance who can help remove the snow for those people and helping also to even if it's just ice because a lot of times those older people still need to get out but the ice is very treacherous for them so we want to make sure that that uh, is taken care of and that they're partnered with somebody that can help all season long. I bet you have a lot of people that really appreciate that. Yes um, everyone who calls I get the same people every year and I get some new ones and I always love to hear from them because I love to know that they're still uh, doing things and that they're still active in their community but that they need that little extra help and I'm happy to try to give that to them. Lori is a nonprofit. It's not easy to to let alone coordinate all these things, but to fund a lot of the programs and and you know the work that you do in in conjunction with the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation is important to make sure that you're fiscally sound. Yes, and and, and a lot of people don't understand um, the, the pressures added to nonprofits because we rely on that that program. Our our AmeriCorps Seniors Program is funded by uh, the, the Corporation for National Community Service. That requires a 30% local match. And so we received, oh, probably about 90% of that comes from the Raleigh County Council on Aging. Everything else with our program, everything is um, grants and fundraising. Uh, we have one coming up in February, which is our, our favorite. Our father-daughter sweetheart dance is coming up. And then, of course, our major fundraiser is the, the Festival of Trees. And so we, the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation is a great, great uh, supporter of our program. And honestly, we, couldn't, we wouldn't be able to survive without their, their help because they fund uh, several of our, our programs that we have. And so... Um, that's the thing I, I hope people understand. When you give uh, to our program, 
it's not coming to staff. We don't receive a dime from any fundraising, grant writing, anything for staff. It all goes to uh, program support. Uh, the program support that uh, you know the suicide prevention program that uh, you're you're really focused in on yes. 2022. Yes, that's going to be uh, here life saving. A yes. life-saving opportunity. Yes. And and our task force, uh, we just met, and and we have some great uh, podcast ideas. You know, we want to talk about mythbusters, the, the myths that people have about suicide, those with a drug addiction, those with a mental health. Um, we're talking about the stigma, the stigma that those that have those, those interests, um, those with the LBGTQ uh, community, what they have to struggle with and stuff. And so we really want to focus in on that. Um, one person suggested that we need to talk uh, and and make parents aware of things so that they're aware of anything that they see with with their kids you know and stuff and so um, I'm really looking forward to it I I, I know so many of us have uh, an invested interest in this and so um, that is where I want to see that we make a difference and and it's like I've been told so many times if whatever I say what anybody says if you can save one life you've 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 done your job if somebody would like to help sponsor some of these things some of your activities uh, what's the process so yeah so uh you can make a, uh, a donation in several ways actually we have our paypal giving program so if you go to our website uh com, you'll see a donate button and you click on that and there are no fees uh for doing so and um, that will come directly uh to our program and a lot of people use that to, to make a donation uh you can send a check to our address at 2601 Anderson Suite 200 here in Manhattan, 66502. Um, and, and if somebody wants to help with any of our committees uh, uh, or, you know, help with volunteering, uh, you can go on our website. Uh, you can go on and actually volunteer. You can put a request in for volunteers or you can put a request in to be a volunteer. You have an anticipation of a great need for more volunteers? Oh, we'll never have enough volunteers. I know Emily struggles sometimes with the requests that that she gets and and then you factor in you might have uh, someone call in they need uh, 40 people on a certain day or there might be Fort Riley call and said I have 40 soldiers that need to do this by this certain day so it's it's just we don't stop it's just a constant constant eight hour a day five days a week um, investment for us to make make these needs known and if you think about it Dave um, if you think about our older population um, if if we don't have volunteers delivering those meals on wheels if we don't have volunteers helping to get these people to their medical appointments if we have to take these people out of their homes where they can't live with dignity and live their life as long as they can where would we be um, the average Kansas costs for nursing home care is 65000 We know that's higher here in Manhattan, but if you had to put those 120 people that receive Meals on Wheels in a nursing home or our 30 clients in a nursing home, where what's that doing to taxpayers? What's that doing? And then we're, and, and the families that have to make that transition to put them in that, that nursing home care. And, and, and you know, it's just keep these older people in their homes as long as they can. Let them live their life with dignity. They served and were leaders of our community for years. I mean, we have volunteers that are former law enforcement, teachers, nurses, physicians. You know, we've got every makeup of um, past occupations uh, registered within our programs. So. If you were to have one Christmas wish for the Flint Hills Volunteer Center, 
for 2022? What would that be? I think awareness of what we're doing, uh, awareness of uh, how we want to make a difference. Uh, We would really appreciate the help uh, that we could get. One of our hopes is that we can participate in the uh, Greater Manhattan Community Foundation's uh, Grow Green Day. Uh, We don't have the funding to submit uh, and be a part of that day. So we're hoping we can raise enough funds so so that we could invest in that program uh, as as a nonprofit that relies on fundraising grant writing what we raise basically supports what we have so we need to go that extra mile and raise that ten thousand dollars so we can be a part of that big day too well karen paulus thank you for joining us here on philanthropy today it's a delight to have you in the studio yeah it's great to be here dave Lori bishop you as well happy holidays to you and yours and and a special thanks to all those that volunteer yeah thank you dave happy holidays to you thank you for joining us on philanthropy today powered by the gmcf the greater manhattan community foundation on our podcast we discuss the efforts of members of the nonprofit community that work in conjunction with the greater manhattan community foundation we have this new series of episodes called the 25 days of christmas where we talk about end of year giving and holiday hopes for our organizations find out more about the work we do at the greater manhattan community foundation on our website at mcfks.org and just a quick reminder subscribe or follow philanthropy today wherever you get your podcasts so you can get the notifications when our new episodes launch i'm dave lewis we'll see you next time